I can check if it's in my email. I seem to have lost some. Hang tight, sir. Are you still uh, plugged in? Yeah. He, uh, Joe? Yeah. The five hottest July 25th in the U.S. were 1934, 1901, 1940, 1936, and 1952. U.S. summers are much cooler now than they were prior to 1960. Hashtag climate scam. And then he trots out a graph that proves his point. Yeah, I got some great graphs. That... You know, the always available graph that proves your fucking point. Who am I supposed to believe anymore? But this graph is from... He doesn't say where he got this from. Wonderful email on. Uh, yeah, I got. I found it. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> I got a wonderful email on the uh, splitting wood. No, on the uh, Kamala Harris Florida thing, and and the guy who, it, who wrote it is really eloquent. He said what I was. Tr- Remember when I said, "Oh," and then and then I said, "Never mind. I'm not going to say it." Uh, this guy said it, and he just nailed it, and he's far better than I was able to. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful writing. Uh, I I had I was telling Reavers I left here yesterday and went to my liquor store, and so for 15 minutes I'm driving, and it was almost as otherworldly. Because I never saw in my life so many instances of bad driving. It was one example of the uh, after the other. People uh, with their right turn signal on, making a right turn, and then change, changing their mind and darting back into traffic. People pulling out of parking spots and not looking to see if there's anybody behind them. What, what <clears throat> it was time after time after time. It was as though everyone, everyone was nuts. It what was, was the reason for it? I just think people are idiots. <clears throat> I see. I have 97 today. I love it. I love this weather. From here on out in our lifetime, it'll never be summer again. It'll always just be climate change. High of 100 tomorrow. I love it. I think it's great. Rock, mute your camera. You're what? just being obstinate. <laughs> no, I've always loved hunting. Ah, you're being a jerk. And the older I get, the worse I hate winter. Is everything off out there, Rook? Yeah. My the computer closed, just Rook? froze up. What yeah. the hell? Door closed, Rook? Lights off? Well, we had some. That I'm was muted a, already, aren't right? I, I just did. We, uh, I slept through a storm last night that delivered us at least two inches of rain. Boy, she woke me up. It was a big one up here. Boy, did it look beautiful this morning. Green and... <clears throat> Gal I work with, across the street from her, the house was struck by lightning at 2 in the morning. Hmm. And uh, fire Which started. city? Farmington. Wow. That always happens down there. You know. 
What the hell? What the F does that mean? Yeah, they get that. Yeah, Farmington. You know, they get... Go Tigers! <clears throat> no, F Farmington. Really? Mm-hmm. The Fairbolt what? Falcons. Couldn't be prouder. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. If you can't hear us, we'll, we'll yell a little louder. louder. Yeah. How about a hill? How about a hill fight, son? Let's go. Right on, you rough and ready pioneers. Yeah, can we please do this off the bat? Why don't you do it? That's yeah. That's what I'm asking. Your permission. It is as you say. Yeah. Uh, are you talking the announcement? Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, don't say anything about that thing we were talking about yesterday after no. we signed off. Because I'm already. Oh, right. Get, okay. Getting grumpy about it. Okay. I don't want you to be grumpy today. Well, it's tough. I'm I'm gonna be. <laughs> okay. We've already decided. Right. That. Noted. Noted. <laughs> uh, just a second, Joe, and I'll be ready for you. Yes. My ad was supposed to be 60 seconds. It was 43. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he just said, he gave you this one. Just, uh, just stretch that stretch one. Stretch, stretch out, that out. Trim it up, baby. <laughs> Pat, Pat is so desperate to be all things to all people that he tweeted that he went to the Oppenheimer movie, but then he also had to tweet a bunch of twin stuff like he was there. <laughs> No, I think his bit was he chose Oppenheimer over the twins. Over the twins. Right, but then he started tweeting about the twins and hits and this and that and the other thing. Oh. Pat just likes to stir the pot, Joe. Yeah, he had some kind of political tweet about um, DeSantis and uh, slaves and something else yesterday, yeah, and too. He's, he's, he's uh, parroting the, you know, the Kamala Harris bullshit. Right. He's totally wrong. Well, he, he's, the difference is Pat probably knows he's wrong. Yeah, he's trying to get you to bite on that hook. I almost tweeted a photo of a guy holding a fish, you know, back to yes. him. I, but I, you know what? I just said I'm going to stay, stay out of yeah. stay out of this sit one. That play just, out. Just sit back and watch this happen. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, Rook, at some point today, yeah. I do need a Minnesota Masonic from you. My energy bill last month was ninety eight dollars. I'll what do you mean? How could that? What do you mean? This energy is one twenty-seven. My what do you gas mean? Light. Is that what you're doing? You're just looking at your personal BS. Well, right now they just sent the bill out, so I was just I just opened it up. And how did it. you get away with ninety-eight bucks? I don't know. Mine was three seventy. Well, we're not running heat. We don't really use a lot of electricity. Do you have central <coughs> air? I uh-uh. say, don't you have air conditioning? You don't have central air. All that. Wow. What is it? Nineteen twenty in your neighborhood. The hell? Do you have a lot of shade? Maybe if you'd stop flying around the country on somebody else's dime. We're surrounded by trees, which is why I need that. Yeah, we open a window. We got a nice breeze blowing through. Oh, Oscar! I got my balls are all sweaty and I can't sleep. You're such a six eighty. You're such a luddite. Well, Rook, if it gets if it gets above sixty nine degrees in my house, I I turn into Kenny. I can't take it. It has to be. You know, I gave you this lesson last year. I'll be glad to give it to you again. Here we go. <clears throat> if it's 97 degrees outside no, and humid, no. and you walk into a home where it's 77 that, that degrees. And 77? Not, and not Are you hum- out of your mind? Just stop hum- talking. 
Stop talking. Stop talking. You're wrong. It nope. still feels nice. Stop talking. It still feels nice. Thank no, you. no, I you're not allowed. I mean. No, yes, no. Exactly you two are not allowed to even speak on this subject. No. Stop talking. You're both wrong. When our thermostat is set at like 68 or 67 in the middle of the night, and I have to wake up at two in the morning for a, you know age-related reasons, I kick her down a few notches, yeah. down to about 65, and then I get up at 4:30. Before I leave the house, I kick it back up to wherever she had it set when she went to bed. Has no idea what I'm Does doing. she like it a little warmer than you do? She doesn't. Oh, gosh. She's a pain in the ass like you. <laughs> like Cold you. in the winter, hot in the summer. Just said the other day, I said, hey, make sure you turn the air on because she had Friday off. And I said, Rattle hey, only. make sure you turn the air on before you leave for the air. Air on? It's never off. Well, she shuts it off in the morning. That's what? Fine. Whatever. And I said, hey, make sure you... She said, well, I set it. I got home. Oh, it was I'm 78 so degrees in my house. She said, I set, the, I set the air to 78. Oh, my God. I'd be That'd so... Be about right. I'd, you know what? Right I wouldn't up. be married. Yeah. I, I would not... That was grounds, right? Is that grounds? I, I would burn the house down is what I do. 78 yeah. perfect temp. Especially when you walk in looking it's hot and humid. Yeah, there's a nice not breeze. A not a that hotel, I spent the weekend in a hotel, <laughs> 62 degrees, as low as it would go. <laughs> I will no longer stay in a hotel room or motel room if I can't open the window. <laughs> when's the last, seriously, when's the last time you stayed in a hotel? Well, you do it for the car show? Down the road America. That one I use in uh, Roseville has windows and decks. Oh, you, you stayed at one of those on. hotels where you pull up right to the front door, huh? It was, uh, it was an America Inn. It was. Uh, you can rebuild an engine right there in your hotel room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the Ritz Carlton. Gotcha. You ready, Joe? The window opened, so you were staying. You decided to stay. So, there. Uh, what's the what's the process? Uh, how's it go when you reserve a room? Is that the first question you ask them when you call them? Can I open the window? Hey, uh, I'd like to make a uh, reservation, but I have a series of really stupid pain-in-the-ass questions first. Oh, no, first, I can't be next to the ice machine, right? Can't be on a high floor. Can't be on a high floor. Are there any kids in the hotel? The window has to open. Is there a a water park? I don't want to smell the swimming pool, the indoor (laughs) swimming pool. God. I bet you the receptionist, the person that answers the phone, I bet you they put you on speakerphone and they call all the employees yeah. and, hey, oh, yeah. listen, listen to get this in here, asshole. Get in here. <laughs> You're used in training purposes of how to yeah. deal with the How to deal with trouble. What's the ice machine situation? <laughs> well, sir, we have one on every floor. That's not my question. <laughs> Don't want to view a parking lot. Nope, nope, can't have that. I, no, Don't you always want a room where you can see your vehicle? No, I don't care. It's so in the middle car. of the night, you can take a peek out there, make sure the truck's still sitting there okay? No? Uh, no, the parking lot in this case uh, had no shade. So I, I parked in some shade. Mm. <laughs> Noted. We got to do the GL road trip. We have to. This is just... Well, the, I get my own room. That's another thing. This is years and years of material. We would never run out of material. Fratelloni's bleeping hardware store. Come on now. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,119, July 26, 2023. 100 degrees on this day back in 1894 and again in 1955. It was 45 degrees for a low on this day in 1962. Uh, the, that's just about a year before Aquaside might have been providing the 
products that keep your beach free of weeds okay. and crud. They've been doing it for more than 60 years. But 60 years would be 1963, correct? Yes. Okay, so Aquaside's been around a long time. They've been doing a great job with products they make right there in White Bear Lake. The products work quickly. They're easy to use. They've been approved by all of the authorities. They're safe for you, the fish, and your family. So call Aquaside. The kids don't want to swim in this crud you got down there. Right. Call Aquaside. Describe what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products. Your beach will look great all the rest of the summer. Those who used it earlier in the year, their beaches already look great. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. We know you've been sitting on the edge of your seat. What? Ladies and gentlemen. You have an announcement of some sort? We have the announcement in my hands. You can come celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic. Are you ready, gentlemen? Are you ready? It better be in a theater. Monday, August 14th. Write this down. Grab a pen right. or a pencil. Well, I have a pencil. Monday, August 14th at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters as we record a live podcast on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. I like theaters. Wow. It's a neat... When's the One last night time get, only. Wait, wait, wait. Chanhassen Dinner Theater, are we going to correct? You get dinner, don't you? Tickets are just 40 bucks. They include dinner. This and is it, open to everybody, not just council Not members. just the town council. This is everybody. Tickets are just 40 bucks and include dinner and a live Garage Logic podcast recording. The podcast will include music from John and Dylan Height and perhaps even others that I some surprises Stephen yeah. Stephen Stephen that's C. right Stephen C yeah so here's a bit dinner's going to be at 5:30 p.m. the show will start at 7:30 p.m. you're probably wondering well, well why in the so, hell so late long dinner <laughs> you know how the crowd is well dinner's at 5:30 people start showing up at 6 right yeah for more information And to purchase your tickets, just go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive at the show, tickets page, click on Get Tickets, garagelogic.com. Two quick things. The Chanhassen Inner Theater is fantastic. I did an event there New Year's Eve a couple of years ago, station-related. Not this station, but the uh, the one down the hall. But we can have a stage. And it's a a great venue. It really is. like theaters. It's a really cool venue. People are going to have a good time. And I got to admit, these tickets are going to go fast. No more shopping centers for us. No, no, no. No. No, We're (laughs) moving up the ladder. We are like the Jeffersons. It's first come, first serve. So uh, go online, uh, garagelogic.com. Also, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, the spot of my first date with my beloved. Hmm. Very nice. Really? Did you see a play? I forget what show we watched. Mm-hmm. I have some uh, emails I want to get out of the way before we get to the meat of the show. Okay. First of all, Mick Jagger is 80 years old today. Oof. I, I don't know what to say about that. He's aged well. Yes, he has. He's got trainers that keep him limber, yes. apparently. 80 years old. I wish I could be in that kind of shape at 80. How old is Keefe? 
Uh, let's That's look right now. Question. I don't think he's 80 yet. I think he's about 78 or 9. Also, Did you think they'd still be touring at 80 when he was 80? They didn't because uh, what was the Robert Scors- What was the uh, Scorsese movie about the Stones? Keith is 79. 79. What was the Scorsese? 80 in December. Um, it's uh, the name of one of their songs. You can't always album. get what you want? No. Um, it was a wonderful film, wonderful music. Uh, I'll look it up if nobody else is. I am. All right. And uh, in there they had uh, Scorsese. Shine would, a light. Shine a light. And in that film, Scorsese would have flashback film cutage, film cuts of the Stones. And there's one where Mick's about 23 and somebody's asking him, you know, do you think you'll be doing this five years from now? And he said, I can't. I don't remember what his answer was, but he doubted it. God. <clears throat> Well, here they are still. Because yeah. he'd lose interest or because he didn't think they'd be popular enough? Who knows? Okay. Anyway, what would, have you, what would you have answered if we asked you that about GL the first <laughs> two years you did it when you're still up in Maplewood? Did, I, did you, I, I did you foresee seen. it going this long? I did not. I did Do not. you wish it would have ended about 15 years ago? No. No. Not necessarily. Do you think it'll last another five days? If that, when you uh, when you completed your first shift and you had to leave early, yeah, did you did yeah. you think your superiors might object to that, or was that a pre-negotiated uh, deal? I think I went into it with them knowing that look, on the first show, I can't do the whole show. Yeah, I got to leave. Good when start. did you stop telling? Why is this manage- a question of me? Let's, listen, let's listen, move just on here. Pay attention now. I need an answer here. Uh, when did you stop telling management how it's going to be, and they started telling you how it's going to be? That's never happened. No, it's never happened. Keith was married from sixty-seven to Matt, eighty. Matt, I, I don't care. I just wanted to know how old. And he then was. has been married to Patty Hansen since nineteen eighty-three. Right. Oh, that's a run. That's a good run. Yes. Wow. Well, Charlie only had the one wife. Mm. You know. Well, that's on Charlie. <laughs> he lived a life um, almost completely separate from them. He Never really listened did. to their music. Didn't have a drum kit in his house. Had a great collection of classic cars that he couldn't drive because he never had a driver's license. He but never. He I did the, not know that. He loved the instrument panels. I could identify completely. He'd go out there and sit there and <laughs> look at the instrument panels. Just by far the most interesting member of the Stones. Would and then you say? when they when the Stones all got clean from heroin, he decided to become a heroin addict. Yeah, <laughs> give it a run, see how it goes. Run, he got so out of it. He's Ricey. He's a contrarian. <laughs> he's a contrarian. <laughs> Very interesting uh, fellow. Mm. I'm not sure he was the sharpest pencil in the box. But maybe he was, and he just kept it to himself. Married since 64. I, I understand that. Yeah. I, I, I do. Yeah, you can get off that site now. Hello, Charlie. Trying to move on. If we had a Stones quiz game show, would you or the kid you used to have win that one? Oh, the kid. Oh, the kid. Is. Easily. In fact, John Camp, the author, uh, sent me a video the other day of the Stones doing... Uh, uh, what's the name of the song where Bob Wills is still the king in Texas? Uh, it's a great country song. You know, you can be down in Austin, but Bob Wills is still the king. And I had never seen the Stones performing that, and it was uh, wonderful. 
So I sent it to the kid, and he immediately texts back, that's from an outdoor shore in Austin five years ago. Zilker Park, Austin, Texas. Yep. He's much like the deadheads are with the info and uh, the passion. And it's just the strangest thing, because he doesn't look like a, a, a Rolling Stone type. Hmm. That's all right. He's yeah. seen them all over the world. Yeah, that's all right. That's he, you know, and he the the great thing is he's got a good job and he takes a shower uh, and yeah. he respond yeah. doesn't have a VW microbus. Right. Yeah. So he can speak English very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good kid. Yeah. Get to uh, your stuff because I'm sick of looking up stuff. A, a fellow named uh, David Schoenhart has written a wonderful email, and he said what I was trying to say the other day about the. Uh, Florida curriculum in teaching black culture. Uh, in, in the back of my mind, I was finding no problem with the kids being exposed to the idea that even enslaved, they were learning skills or whatever. And I, there was a part of me that knew what that meant, and I started to try to describe it, but I said, oh, never mind, because okay. I couldn't, uh, I wasn't eloquent enough. This fellow, David Schoenhardt, uh, is very eloquent. I don't recognize his name. I don't know if he's emailed before, but he writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I'm listening to your podcast the last couple of days regarding the question of the Florida slavery curriculum. I can't help but think about how what that statement actually asserts in the great resilience, strength, and capability of the men and women who were so unjustly held. The idea that slaves might learn something or benefit in some way from the skills that they've learned or that their children, once freed, might do the same is not a statement about the virtues of chattel slavery, of which there are none, but instead is a testament to the heroism of those poor souls who were caught up in it. Consider what it would require to continue to have the hope and fortitude necessary to be able to take the worst of all situations and to improve oneself within it rather than give up. Hmm. We can see how easy it is to simply give up, even if one lives in a situation where there's no apparent choice. Giving up is always easy. Slaves did not give up. They had hope. They had the belief that things would be better in this life or the next that hope gave them strength, and that strength gave them the resilience to be able to learn important skills despite their surroundings. This idea of the left reminds me of the rewriting of the meaning of Uncle Tom's Cabin, since Uncle Tom's Cabin was also mentioned. It is a common theme in education today that Uncle Tom was somehow a fool. The phrase Uncle Tom is used as a slur in our culture, but that's silly. Uncle Tom was the greatest hero to ever exist in literature. He was the man who could not be defeated, the Invictus. He's a model of courage, but that is not the lesson that gets taught. The left is doing the same here. We're not celebrating the indomitable spirit of slaves. We're decrying the removal of victimhood mentality. Kamala Harris is once again making people less than. Hmm. Isn't that wonderful? That is good. That's a nice good piece summary. of. Uh, that's a nice piece of thinking there. Thank that book, you. That book came out in 1851. Uncle Tom. 51. Who wrote Uncle it? Tom's uh, Harriet Beecher Harriet Stowe. Beecher Stowe. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I have that book. It's a good. It's really. It's a great read. Really interesting. Uh, all Americans should know the story of Dred Scott. Mm -hmm. uh, Dred Scott, a perfect example of um, 
you know, the education he got and him taking on the system, losing and still fighting till the very end. And then he died from a disease, I think, in um, 58 or 9. Well, when I were, when we were discussing it, the only thing that I kept thinking is, what was wrong with a slave learning something? Books were the most prized possession yeah. of slaves, and they went to great lengths to get them and hide them and learn from them. And everybody in the wherever they were staying uh, would be educated by these uh, ill-gotten books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now a note from Shelley. Uh, not apropos of Florida whatsoever. I said I had some emails I wanted to clear away. Uh, she says, hi, Joe and the boys. I'm listening to your 724 podcast regarding the mayor and your comment about the citizens having to pay higher taxes since the downtown buildings will become vacant. That was where we discussed that uh, public workers, including the mayor, aren't even going downtown, yet they're decrying the absence of of people downtown. This morning I was with the kids outside and my doorbell rang. When I opened the door, I was greeted by a man in a yellow vest and an iPad from the Ramsey County Assessor's Office. Oh. He explained to me that he was just looking at the exterior of my home and comparing it to what my home has been currently assessed at. He said the county assessors are going out and reviewing properties to ensure the accuracy of their data which I took to mean how much more can they charge me to live in my home. Yeah. He also mentioned he may need to return and assess the interior of our mm-hmm. home, our home no. as well. Don't let him. 28 years here, and I've never had anyone knock at my door with this. He mentioned that the new assessments come out next year in April. I guess we'll see what happens. Not sure if what you're talking about in this have anything to do with each other. Yes, it does. But the coincidence is uncanny. Joel, let the CP know they are coming for you, too. Always pushing back, usually behind a stroller, Shelly. I've wanted to get in. She received a chilling visit. What county? Ramsey. I've wanted to get into this topic for a long time. What would you do if you greeted this guy at your front door? Mayor, what would your reaction be? Well, ironically, uh, I've... There was an assessor who I saw frequently enough that I got to know him. Oh. And I understood what he was doing. And they have every right to assess your house. You can play the game of you're not getting in here, but that's not going to serve you well in the long run. You're better off really asking a lot, a lot of questions and getting to know uh, the assessor. He wasn't a bad fellow. And uh, I never succeeded in winning an argument. They're going to win every time. But I never felt that I was unduly, unduly uh, rigged by an assessor. You're saying he wasn't a bad fella and he was just a guy doing his job. Well, so was the hangman. Yeah, but you're, you're going to have to pay property taxes. There's really nothing I can do about it. They're going up. No matter what, of course so why why should I let them into my other building over there that right. may or may not have some improvements inside of it? And they already have their number. All they're going to do is raise it. Yeah, I get my. I don't get my. The number I trust is the local real estate people. You yeah, don't. You don't. I, I, I do. 
And with any luck at all, their number will be higher than what you're taxed at. Right. But still, that that doesn't matter. What matters is what you're taxed at. And why would you allow them to go through your property like that? They're not coming inside any of my buildings, ever. They can walk around the yard all they want. It's weird because... Usually the only people that show up in my place are the ones that have the envelope saying, hey, uh, this this still needs to be paid. Um, it's got the red line. Yeah, though, right. sir, this is a subpoena. If you could uh, come you know, with me. You're, you're, a- you're asking an interesting question, and it's going to get worse because the, the uh, city is in ruin. And in order to maintain the city's income, uh, taxes will go up. Oh, you mean because of all the business that has fled? Business is not flocking to uh, downtown St. Paul. Why is that, Joe? Workers are not coming back. Well, uh, much of it is uh, working remotely has earned a niche in American society. That's a truism. You can work remotely. What if the mayor says, pretty please, come back downtown? Well, he'd have to start. By oh, going yeah. back downtown. Lead by I example. See. Lead by I example. See. Yeah. What I've learned is visible improvements, improvements that can be seen from the road, are bound to doom you as far as your taxable value is concerned. I have none. Visible. If you turn an asshole into something really nice, oh. cut down the junky trees, remove the cruddy barbed wire fences, trim up the lawn, make things look nice and attractive from the road. Boom, your taxes are going up. So what your advice is, pull a couple of rusty old cars into the front lawn. Make it look like an S-hole, visible from five miles out. With like a big skull and bones sign at the end of the driveway. Trespassers will be shot. Uh, My security system is Smith and Wesson. We don't call the police here. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, Spencer Grunhover's got a new broad. And I, I actually like the sound of this. What is Root it? beer float bratwurst with, oh, with love them. I don't mozzarella know. cheese blended in. That's I, summertime I right like there. I the sound of that. That's kind of summertime a right there. A root beer float brat. I, I, I bet it has a little zing, like a, that sip of root what beer. Would, what would provide the sweetness to it, then, I wonder? Does it, does it say, by the chance? The brats are naturally sweet. It's perfect meat. It's just... Okay, Cliff. Plus, they got, you know, stuff. (laughs) Do you know they're hiring people, too, at the Forest Lake location? Good for Spencer. Uh, They're looking for people who can work closing shifts at Forest Lake. They have open availability. This is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake. That's the location that's just off 35, east of 97. And I'm looking at a picture now of the root beer float brats, Rook. Huh? I'm looking them up right huh? here on. Uh, oh yeah, well, I trust I trust Spencer, so you got to give him a shot. Well, you know what he is—he's a mad scientist. Yeah, he just keeps concocting these amazing recipes for new brats, and uh, there's 140 flavors. I guess this means there's now 141. That's in addition to the burgers, the steaks, and every other imaginable meat you want. And as I've said a thousand times, if you hit an up, if you're heading to your cabin oh. via 35, bring a cooler, swing off the freeway at 97, go down a couple hundred yards, load up the cooler at the Grunhofer's Forest Lake store, and then proceed on your journey up north. Yes, bacon wrapped, stuffed 
chicken breast, seven flavor options. Oh. Cordon Bleu with ham and Swiss, peppers, onion, mozzarella, really? asparagus and pepper jack, jalapeno pepper and jack cheese, mushroom and Swiss, and Wisconsin three cheese. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All wrapped in that delicious bacon. Well, there's two locations. Mm. Grunhofer's original location on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the location in Forest Lake, just east of 35 on 97, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. No John today, so we can just proceed with our own news. I'm going to read you a paragraph, and we'll have a quiz that you'll all pass. Oh. No, you'll, I bet you'll all pass instantly. Wow. In fact, I'm counting on it. Well, you got a lot of confidence. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Uh-oh. No, it's pretty easy. That makes me more nervous. Right. I don't think it should. I think you'll be fine. I'd be fine if you would have said you'll never get the right answer. Then I would have been comfortable. Okay, you'll never get the right answer. Yeah, you're it's probably right, Joe. You're probably right. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, give me one second, gentlemen. Give me one second. Give me one second. In a New York minute. We should do a show where we sing the whole I, time. I think not. <laughs> Let's go here. I know. I just oh, uh, you need I something. do. I do need something. Hold on. Let me dig something up. I'd really like to tell you about Grundhoffers. The, the problem with the, the assessors is a lot of the time they show up when you're not home. Yeah. Well, we haven't done anything inside. Well, uh, no, it'd be a little trouble if they. That's walk not in what the Marjorie back. said. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not worried so much about the home. I'm worried about the barn that, from the outside, looks like a barn. Right. But you've been inside of it, Chris. Yep. You, you know the interior. Oh, you were invited. Mm-hmm. I never have. I been. made a delivery and a pickup, mm-hmm. a transfer, as we like to call it in the business. Rook, do you really want that blower? Because I'm going to yeah. bring it here. I'm serious. I've got. Do you know how to mix the gas for it? Mm-hmm. I've got five trees, and that is going to greatly. Do you want? Do you want a weed whip? Yep. Okay. I have an extra. Got one of those too. I have an extra one. You You know know my chainsaw that chews the branches instead of cutting them. Yeah. You know what I've been doing, Joe. I've been been cheating, Such. I've been buying those pre-mixed one-gallon things of two-stroke gas and oil. Yeah. uh, About eleven bucks or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. All my machines run 100% better. Probably because the mixture's correct. And it's it's not pump gas. Yeah. Whatever gas it is, it's it's magic. It's well, magic what's gas. That, what's that can of stuff you can buy that's not gas, but you can run a leaf blower on it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking that's what about. Kenny's talking it's about. pre-mixed. Oh, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And everything and runs it can better. Sit there for two years. Everything runs better. It's worth the price. Yep. I was running it in a lawnmower for a while. You had a two-stroke lawnmower? Uh, Lawn boy? No, I think Yard you and man. I are talking about two different products. No. 
You can buy a can, just call it gasoline, okay. but it's not gas. Is it that isopropyl? But it acts or? as gas. But it's not pre-mixed. It doesn't have two strokes. It has no oil. oil in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine does. Hmm. You ready? I well, been. I've been ready. I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Boy, Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe giving us two really good options to save big money on Liberty Safes. First, it's the Franklin sale. The Franklin 23, the 40, and the 50. All three of them are gray mar uh, marble, e-lock with accessories. Uh, the 23 starts at uh, 2,949. We go all the way up to the 50 for a grand total of 4,349. That accessory kit includes a 12 hit inch dehumidifier and a clear view light kit now you can opt for that deal pretty darn good deal or you can do this one which i also love you just step up to rich and go hey rich i'm a i'm a gler and right away he says that's it 20 percent off any in stock safe in the house but glers you got to declare your allegiance you get that 20 percent off when you sit, tell Rich you're a GLer, we're talking about Liberty Safes here. They're the best in the country, best fire protection, best value, transferable lifetime warranties, and professional delivery and setup courtesy of Rich. It's available. You have to ask for it and pay for it. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, the showroom, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and, of course, 24 hours a day at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I'm going to read you a little Paul Walsh piece that was buried in the back of the Star Tribune today. Then I'm going to ask you a question. Just a quiz thing. Man charged in carjackings arrested in fatal shooting. A man charged with two armed carjackings last fall has been arrested in connection with a shooting over the weekend in Minneapolis that left one woman dead and another wounded. The 20-year-old Minneapolis man is suspected of killing Tanya A. Powell, 30, of Minneapolis, on Sunday shortly after midnight just north of Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport in the 3100 block of East 58th Street. Powell was shot multiple times and died less than 90 minutes later at HCMC, according to the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office. The suspect was arrested Monday night in downtown Minneapolis, near the intersection of South 5th and Washington Avenue's jail records show. He remains jailed on suspicion of murder and is yet to be charged, according to police. The Star Tribune generally does not identify suspects before they are charged. The other woman who was shot was last reported to be in critical condition at HCMC. Police have not disclosed her identity, but reported that she is 24 years old. Along with being implicated in the double shooting, court records show the man's criminal history includes pending cases, charging him with two armed carjackings in South Minneapolis, eight days apart in September of 2022, last September. He also has on his record an open case, charging him with carrying a gun in public without a permit on a day between the two carjackings and two convictions in juvenile court, one for illegal possession of a firearm and for drug possession. What's 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 wrong with this? Why, why the he, hell was why this was he guy out? roaming amongst... Well, you know, I knew you'd all get it correctly. <laughs> what why the hell? This, why, there you have it. I mean, there's there's your problem. This is why Minneapolis is 
being terrorized. He's arrested three times within eight days. Let's see if I got this correct. Uh, He also has on his record an open case charging him with carrying a gun in public Mm -hmm. without a permit Mm -hmm. on a day between the two carjackings. Which were eight days apart. Three times in eight days. And it's crazy. There's some truth to the idea that if you're carjacking, you're moving up the criminal ladder, mm-hmm. which has now been proven by this guy killing a 30-year-old woman and critically injuring a 24-year-old woman. Yes, you in the back. This is why, and I know it was just kind of a throwaway comment that he made on Friday during his appearance in Garage Logic, but when Royce says things like, when we had mentioned we were going to the Twins game, oh, those jailers might not want to come because guys drive too fast. No, Pat. It's because asshats like this roam the streets. That's why people don't like coming to the city. He's 20 years old. He should have been in jail. He should have been in jail and tried on the two carjacking cases. Now, recall, remember, they were armed hijacking Mm -hmm. cases. Right. And he's now now graduated. Carjacking. What did I say? Hijacking. I'm sorry. Carjacking. Armed carjacking. He's now graduated to murder. He should not have been among the public citizenry of this city. The carjackings, the the charges have been leveled. They're pending. He has not been charged in the murder case. No, not yet. No. But you're right. He never should have. Never should have been loose. No. Right. And so once again... Who's at fault here? Well, now, he was released from those two armed carjackings before Mary Moriality took office. You can't lay this one on her feet. True. So, uh, but it's just the human condition of Minneapolis that we're so poorly led and so ideologically gone astray that there just isn't enough consequences for these young people committing these crimes. They're it's just not, not happening. They're not worried about spending any serious amount of time in jail. No, it's just not happening. Yeah. This is criminal. So, On well, behalf of the citizens, this is criminal. Mm-hmm. Now, the death of the, the shooting of the 30-year-old and the 24-year-old uh, Sunday night... And a real tough guy, too. He, he singled out two women who were most likely by themselves traveling. Well, unknown here, unknown is, was was that during an attempted carjacking? I would. Or in this case, probably a successful carjacking. I would guess. If you kill one of them and leave the other one on the street critically wounded. This area we're talking about. It's right near um, the airport. It's, yeah, north of where the base is. Right, just right north by of, Crosstown. Yeah, north of the Crosstown. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it, folks. And I know all of you prematurely gray-haired 42-year-old women still believe in the Mysterians who run the city, but you couldn't be more wrong. The Mysterians running the city might cost you or a loved one your life, and you have yet to come to your senses. We have no, not, not, issues to deal with. Jim. Not only that, Such, they mock those of us that bring right. this stuff up. We're uh, brought up for ridicule. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, 
Uh, uh, for reasons I have not dwelled on, I haven't given a lot of thought. <clears throat> but I, I am, I, I did wonder during the legislative session, why was, why was it so crucial to legalize marijuana? I really don't have a horse in the race. I'm getting older. I have no interest in the weed. I, I don't care. The uh, weed. <laughs> You know, I smell weed. My wife called me out on this because way back when I said, why don't we legalize it and then we can get the tax money. But now with the the smell of weed makes me sick. Well, here's my here's where I'm going with this. You, You have this terrible urgency with these adult children in the legislative session to legalize marijuana. And then, uh, walls cheerfully signed it. Well, uh, What's the what's the lieutenant governor's name? Peggy Flanagan. Well, Penny Flanagan batted her eyes at him. I think there's something going on there. <laughs> and and, uh, and okay, so it's legal. If I was running the show, yeah, I'm not passing any law that immediately requires the involvement of the police to make sure the law works. Right. The first thing the police chiefs have had to do is figure out what the hell are we going to do about this. It's still a federal crime. Don't be rolling on the road. And, and weed it so up. now, what are we going to do about driving? <laughs> what are we going to do about where you're allowed to do this? None of the adult children they got the they unwrap their present, uh, and 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 with no thought whatsoever to consequences, ramifications, what must follow now. And here, are the police chiefs of the state they got to figure out what the hell to do about this. Well, why pass and a law? And by the way, that was brought up during the legislative session where people said, well, we aren't even going to realize or have the, have the capability, excuse me, of how we're going to be able to test people behind the wheel. Well, they have a one-year pilot <laughs> program, Chris, with saliva testing. Yeah. But a lawyer will get you off that in a heartbeat because that's been unproven. Yeah, it's inadmissible in court. So it, it's just a, a program to where they're going to see if it works. And they want you to volunteer. The coppers want to put the brakes on this. They say they're most concerned about the time between cannabis becomes legal and when people can buy it from a licensed business. It's legal next Tuesday. It's legal next Tuesday. Recreational and, marijuana for people 21 and older will be... I'm sounding like I'm yelling, get off my lawn, aren't yeah, I? Yeah. But I'm not. You, you adult children, you put this into effect with no idea whatsoever... What the hell was going to happen? None. Hmm. If you think driving's bad now, it's going to be worse. It's all that smoke and weed smell. No, you're you're. <laughs> there's there's some interesting stats regarding driving in the last few years in that same piece, Such. Uh, Minnesota's seen a 127 percent rise in drugged driving cases. It doesn't say what sort of drugs. Um, that's between 2017 and 2021. Arrests arose arose from 7,000 to 16,000, with devastating effects," said uh, Colonel Langer. Well, and here here go the cost to the taxpayers. Uh, if you look at uh, well, the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association is a guy named Jeff Potts. He's the group's executive director, 30 years in law enforcement. He expects an increase in traffic deaths. Citing data from Colorado, the National Institutes of Health show that state since cannabis 
was legalized there in 2000. Traffic deaths where drivers tested positive for marijuana increased. Did Kenny just say this? Increased 138%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Pot says enforcement is tough. I mean, here's here's where you're gonna, it's going to cost you. Minnesota doesn't have enough drug recognition evaluators, DREs, which they measure everything from blood pressure to body temperature. They need 300 to 350 of these trained coppers to do this. Mm. You don't have those hired yet. Nope. It's not very well thought out, is it? I think it makes it very difficult from a prosecution standpoint because the DREs bring so much expertise to the table, Potts said. These evaluations carry a lot of weight when it comes to the prosecution of those cases. They only have, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, they have 300 to 350 of these trained officers. It's worse than I thought. They need four times that. Hmm. So they need 1,200 of these people. Uh, the legislature just approved 10 million bucks for more training, so you're they they did okay. throw in the yeah, that's your money going down. Training the drain. for for who though? If they to, don't have to, the people, it includes eighty hours for each oh. officer. I suppose an existing officer can yeah. say, oh, "Give me the training, and I'll okay. become a DRE person." Yeah, so you're you're supposed to be able to spot when people have been smoking. And then, so I course, can. You no, know, Potts has a good point too. You're already understaffed in a lot of police areas. That's where I was going with this. Oh, see, so now in in the understaffed department, what if you get ten who want to say, "Okay, I'll take the training for the DRE." I'll, right. Then there's ten less people that should be out handling the the likes of the the gentleman you just read earlier. He's also worried about a surge in violence with an uptick. Uh, foghorn. I got uptick. you. I got you. Uh, but isn't that just that's just another tool in the officer's belt, being able to recognize right. the effects? Right. Yeah. It, it's not necessary. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Potts is also worried about a surge in violence with an uptick in customers come next week. He says they will have to decide between their loyalty to a dealer or the new regulated market. What's the cost going to be? Is it going to be more expensive, asked Potts? I think all of the issues with the illicit market will largely fall on law enforcement to try and deal with. Potts had hoped lawmakers would have aligned when the market comes online with the day cannabis is legal to give public safety officials more time to prepare. They did not. Especially when a reliable saliva test may not even be available for another two years. In other words, the adult children, these fruitcakes that danced around the Capitol building all winter long. They don't care about this, though. What what were you people thinking? Joe, they don't care. I guess not. They don't care. Um, and, And you guys keep making reference to, and as far as I can tell, so does the newspaper, about smoking pot. And, uh, Rook, I think you were about to say that you can recognize when somebody's high. Oh, yeah. I, How? For sure. How do you recognize Pro. that? You know, they have the look. So you're just, you're being funny. because. Yeah. But I was trying to make they a have serious... The smell. Seriously. Well, okay, smell. that's what I was hoping you were going to say. Yes, that's Because why. you don't smell gummies. You don't smell edibles. You True. don't smell drinkables. Good point. You know why he knows, Kenny? He's been briefed. It's, I've been he was in on, on the reefer. On Correct the me if I'm wrong, Sparky. But wasn't medical marijuana already available in the state? Yeah, yes. hard to get, but yes. But you could get it if yeah. you had the medical sign-offs for that. 
Why was this so important to people in Minnesota? Why? Uh, because that was hard to get. No, uh, no, no. Why was legalizing recreational marijuana so important? Progressive woke agenda. But you're the same people who bitch about cigarettes. Doesn't matter. You're, you're, you you mean know, that I'm trying to be reasonable, and you can't you, 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 you be. Have a really no, good you, point you, there. you can be reasonable. The people this is going to help, uh, in all seriousness, are the people that have the aches, the pains, that don't want narcotics, yeah. that don't, that can't get the um, legal marijuana. Why that can't need they get help. the legal? They, uh, because it's so difficult to get. It's not easy. It's expensive. It's expensive Insurance too. doesn't like paying for it. Um, so the, that opened, and now they don't have to go the illegal route. They don't have to go to a dealer. They can just go to a store, get their stuff, sleep night, uh, sleep nights, be able to eat. The pain goes away. Uh, evidently, it works wonders okay. for cancer people, I'm people that have cancer. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Did you say cancer? I said cancer. We don't have cancer anymore Is that in this right? country. Can we fix that? Well, the president yeah. cured it. Cured would it. you play this? You could do anything at all, Joe. What would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We ended cancer as we know it. We ended cancer as we know it. Did you know that? I didn't know I, that. This comes as a That's shock. A, that should be a, a headline. Yeah. But Joe, uh, to your point, they banned cigarettes in every building, in every restaurant. Where's Jeannie hey, gonna... Wiggum? Remember Jeannie oh, yeah. Wiggum? Jeannie Weenie. Jeannie Weenie. She led the fight to ban cigarettes. You had law firms becoming rich, suing tobacco. We were going to get rid of every bleeping cigarette you could put your eyes on. None of these people spoke up about this. Uh, well, I'm, I keep bringing it up over and over again, but you don't remember. Edibles. 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 All right. But there'll be more than edibles. Oh. Um, if I was going to go down the weed road, I'd be a smoker. I wouldn't be an edible guy. Um, but do you think, as far as that goes, the 62-year-old man or woman suffering from cancer and the painful treatments, I don't see them smoking it. I see them getting some form of edible or drinkable and it easing the pain and making the pain of daily life a little easier. On I'm them. all for that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. <clears throat> Here's the deal. We don't live in that world. Right. We live in a world where people aren't compassionate, people yeah. aren't bright. They're people, wearing their pajamas People all day. aren't charitable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm certainly not denying the fact that, you know, the obvious, that this is just going to run rampant and, and everybody's going to be high and stupid. And, and if you had careful adults crafting this legislation, you would have nailed it down very rigidly. Yeah. That it's going to become easier for people with medical reasons to get marijuana, period. It, it sounds like I'm super for this, and I could go either way. My What scares me about this is the same thing that scares me about middle-aged guys that get a little money in their bank account. They go out and buy a Harley Davidson and then immediately crash and kill themselves because they have no skills. Right. How many people who have never tried or done weed before are going to eat too many damn gummies and then get in the car and fall asleep? That that I think that's a real concern. Now, if it becomes legal August first, why is it already in the liquor stores? Well, the cannabis drinks have been available. Yeah, as are have, the gummies available? It's, it's the yeah. percentage with which it's going to increase come Tuesday. Yeah. And well, to make to make this long story much 
shorter, uh, the legislators have left law enforcement with a big problem. And they don't give a damn. The cops do. No, the cops do. I'm the saying the legislators don't. don't. They unwrap their packages. Look, we have dope. Look what we did. Okay, now what? Well, they didn't think of the now what. So you would take into consideration what law enforcement has to say on the issue. You personally would, right? I personally would because <clears throat> why pass a law that carries with it this many side effects? What if, not changing the subject, but along the same lines, and maybe I'm I'm wrong here, what if they decided to raise the speed limit on 90 and 94 up to 80 miles an hour? And law enforcement said, no, 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 no. Would you still side with law enforcement? Given what I know about our driving and and how it's about to get worse, presumably with cannabis, I would side with, I don't need to have the speed limit be 80. Reavers, you spend a lot of time driving around the country. What have you noticed about the driving habits in states where you can do 80 or 85? Just when, the, in general, what do you witness? When you go through, let's say Montana, for instance, or North Dakota, when it's an 80-mile-an-hour speed limit, you set the cruise at 82, and you're golden. And, and, and every, no one drives reckless, and yeah. once in a while you'll get passed by a semi or whatever. It's, it's amazing, it Joe. Is. I was in South Dakota over the weekend doing, like Reaver said, 82. Everybody was driving like pros. I got into Minnesota where the speed limit's 70. 90% of the people driving like jackasses. Yep. Well, I can. What I, is that phenomena? That's I, weird. I, I, I'm prepared to address that. Huh. First of all, both Montana and South Dakota, much smaller states. Yeah, open roads. You're right. And yeah. uh, and they don't. They are not governed by these fools that we're governed by. Sure. That have now made weed legal. Uh, we're we're going to face problems that we can't even imagine yet. Yeah. But they're not facing those problems in South Dakota and Montana. Your original question, okay, thanks for addressing that, because I've always wondered what you would say, uh, but your original question about why now and why so quickly? Yeah, what was the problem? What was the because, urgency? Because they could. Yes, they're in charge. Right. They're you're shoving right. everything through they that they the possibly trifecta. can. That's, yeah. why, that's why they ate and destroyed and used up an $18 billion surplus, because yep. they could, yep. and they didn't have a governor strong enough to say, wait a minute. Yeah. We're screwed. I just got a message from a council member, Jim. It says, I have Parkinson's at 56. I'm looking forward to it. I want him to have it. Don't get me wrong. Agreed. That's I fine. Agree. But he's also responsible. But adults right. adults crafting this would have taken care of Jim. Mm-hmm. You would think. You're, you're absolutely right. They should have taken care of him a long damn time ago. My new garage guy is a is a family, Minnesota family-owned business. They're all GLers. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Uh... They got to fix this noise problem, I got. Yeah. Why don't Squeaks, I just get a hold of them today uh, and make my appointment? Why I do I keep know. saying I'm going to call them? Because yeah. when I do get it taken care of, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities is going to take care of it. They do everything. And I don't want to come out and have to lift that garage door. It's too heavy. And I don't want to get up on a ladder, fix Dangerous. a roller and a spring because I'm afraid to. I might spring off and hit me in the head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never get the openers done right. They can do that. Yep. They'll do everything. One-stop shop. And you want a new door? You're going to sell the house? Mm-hmm. They'll get you a door. 
I can get you a door. Copy. They serve the metro western Wisconsin. They can be reached 24-7. They don't charge extra for weekends. They are really, really quality outfit, and uh, they fix the garage door correctly the first time. You're busy. They're busy, and they're going to take care of you. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help online immediately at precisiondoormn.com. of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. I think Wednesday night is mine. Shift. Yep. You've had a couple, haven't yes, you? Yes, I had two already. And I, I got a little tip today out of the paper, what I'm going to tell uh, customers. Yes. I'm going to, every tree they look at, I'm going to say that the, uh, it really holds its needles. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's going to be your Columbo close. That's it. One I mean, more thing. Uh... Uh, this thing really holds its needles. <laughs> I don't care what kind it is. They, Balsam free. Whatever it, whatever. When they ask me anything special about this tree, I'm going to say, "Well, this one really holds its needles." Because I was reading about uh, in the uh, Star Tribune today. I was reading about the Federowski family. Okay, they've been selling Christmas trees. Since 1926. Quite some time, 80 plus years. Well, you know, as the generations have come and gone, they've they've kept selling Christmas trees. All right. And, uh, and I started reading, uh, Stan Fedorowski uh, was, was talking about the various kinds of Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And invariably, no matter what kind it is, he threw in there, they all hold their needles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotch <that's> pine. <laughs> He says, we cut them first because they hold their needles best. They hold their needles. And then it gets down. He says, uh, balsam fir Mm -hmm. holds the needles. Mm -hmm. Um, Fraser fir, the needles hold on forever. Right. Those are the best. Flock, they don't talk about the needles. Now, he does say. You know how to flock? Can I tell you about a flock tree, though? Yeah. Really holds its needles. Does it? Well, sure, because they're glued on. Exactly. Now, uh, for a spruce tree, he. Uh, he would say, he said, we'd cut those last because they didn't hold their needles. So that that would be, but even if somebody says, well, how about this spruce? I right. think I'm just going to say, really holds its needles. <laughs> I picture you out there, earmuffs and a, and a red scarf right. and a jacket with some working gloves and cap. a cap, you know. Well, I mean, really? you, you, hey, you, hey. you have to, really I mean, I'm going to have a shift Wednesday night. It's behind uh, uh, St. McLaren's there, mm-hmm. the little, it's lit, uh, the lit parking lot in back. It's got those electric lights. Right. right and I, uh, and I, I think when you're working the lot, you need the lingo. Mm-hmm. And I don't well, really want to move some product. Yeah, got to move better. trees. Right, right. And I don't know a lot about uh, uh, Christmas trees, mm-hmm. but I think that's something to throw around. I think that's something to toss into a conversation. Well, it, plus if you you know you throw that line in there, you're out there working the lot, and you sell to the Johnsons, and then they go home, and their neighbors say, "Man, is that a beautiful tree?" Yeah, and then they'll say. Joe told us it really holds its needles. Right. So then the Murrays next door just run over to the the lot and buy from you again. Um, Norway pine. What about it? Uh, they me. say that uh, the Federowskis say they're not selling. Uh, they let most of those go to timber. And uh, uh, Scotch pines, um, uh, 
the mom of uh, Stan Federowski, Inez, says the trunks are always crooked on a scotch pine. Really? See, that's something else I could do. Well, you, I think you should take notes now. You've well, got I'm gonna, several I, items. I, well, I clipped this out of the paper. Oh, okay. And I'm going to keep it like this, and then somebody's going to ask me about something, and I'll... I'll go like this. You're going to go to your hip immediately. Right. Put that. Put yourself between the paper and the the purchaser, and then give me another line. Well, I'm no, gonna they'll buy say, uh, they'll "How about say, that spruce?" No, they'll well, spruce. Tell me about that spruce. And then I, I go like this. That. Yeah. I go. Uh, you know, we we <laughs> just cut this. We bring these into the lot last. Sure. Okay. Why? Well, they they don't hold their needles as long as others. But the 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 positive way to look at this, sir, is yes. this tree just arrived here. So it's uh, so it's fresh. It's, it's going fresh. to hold its needles right. through Christmas because you held off on cutting it. I see your logic, sure. sir. I'll yeah. take two. Now ask me about. Um, Tell me about the uh, balsam fir. And I go like this. Yeah, do you, uh, just give me one selling point. To... Well, you know, balsam smells the best, and they what? really hold their needles. <laughs> And I'd like you to tell me about the Fraser fir. Fraser well, is you a to hot tree. I want a... you to look at me the whole time. I don't want you to look at okay. your hip. It's a hot tree right now. <laughs> it's a very hot tree right now. You know, let me tell you something, too. Yes. The needles last forever on this tree. So it's going to last a while. Absolutely. You, and you know one. what? This tree is a very nice fragrance. Really? Oh, I very... thought you just told me the balsam's fur uh, has, has got quite a fragrance. Balsam? Uh, <laughs> Go back to your they, cheat sheet. They... I, they smell the best, and it's a tie for how long they hold their needles with the uh, with the Fraser. Your, uh, it's not as hot. Your a lab experiments have told. That. No, I, I would say it's not as hot a tree as a Fraser. <laughs> oh, okay. Fraser is leaving the lot. We can't keep right. Frasers. You in want stock. them now? You got to buy right you now. You want a Fraser? I'd act tonight. Right. You're gonna take a. You're gonna take a spruce out of here. Remember, we just got those. Right. And if you want a balsam, smell the best. Hold the needles. So I got you covered. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll go ahead and take one. Uh, uh, scotch. But you I didn't think ask me about a scotch. Oh, a scotch pine. Scotch I love pine. scotch pine. But give me a. I'd like to know. We I cut gotta... these first. Oh, you, okay. These are the first trees to arrive from the woodlot because well, they hold their needles longer than all of the other ones I've told you that hold their needles. Because if I'm going to spend this money, I need to go something back. Thirty years ago, I would something. say I would say something like, thirty years ago, this was your big seller. It's fallen off a little because you're, uh, I'm looking on my cheat sheet now. Right, right. Your Fraser fur is very hot right now, but 30 years ago, scotch is what people did. They went scotch like crazy. We sold them uh, like crazy. You know, you'll get a crooked trunk. You'll well, get a crooked if, trunk. If you can get over the imperfect trunk. turn it. Turn it to get the oh, full. I see. Okay. To get the full. Uh, Thirty years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at thirty years of GL memories. Oh my God! Hello, are you home, please? Is that on there? Will you hold, please? No, 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 that's no, not No, no, the one where you said, will you hold, please? Is that on yeah, there? Yeah, I already the did Chilean that. Minor? Yeah, did that Chilean minor. Yeah, Chilean minor. Will you hold, please? No, you calling me out was the funny part. Excuse me, sir. No, you're not repeating the question. I just, it was a fatal flaw in my... Uh... Pedro, um, I'm not he hearing speak you. A, he doesn't speak English, sir. So, Jay, are you going to do, what's your um, governor of Washington story? Yeah, I got it. W what is it? That uh, the earth is screaming. 
due to climate change. Oh, yeah. Because it's on fire? Yeah. All right. Uh, Did you know there's a statue of Lenin in Seattle? On that a pu- doesn't surprise me. John? Public square. That's what I said to him. Uh, I am the walrus. Ah. I am the walrus, dude. Dude, I am the walrus. Number nine? Number nine? All right. You ready, Ken? Oh, cake, c- c- Ken. <clears throat> Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Ready. I am. Damn. Good. Um. Yes. I am not ready. Oh. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Okay, Shannon. Joe Suchere. This is walking music. Gives you a stride, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. If you want to see... The most exciting showroom in the area. Stroll into Moon Motorsports. They've got most of the models that we find most exciting, including the mid-weight adventure bikes. Um, lightweight, fun to ride, can take you anywhere. And Moon has the models we want, like the new Husqvarna Norden 901, the hard-to-find KTM 890 Adventure R, and, of course, the Triumph Tiger 900, the Rally Pro. Wonderful bikes from tar to gravel to trail and back again. You can really have some fun on these things. They take you right across the country. Uh, and starting Thursday, the 27th, Moon Motorsports having their first-ever mid-season inventory reduction sale. It's the savings event of the year at Moon Motorsports. Uh, visit that Monticello showroom starting July 27th. You can see these deals for yourself. Check out all the bikes, all the quads, all the side-by-sides, even the sleds at moonmotorsports.com. The sale starts this Thursday. Moon Motorsports just off 94, about 25 minutes or so west of the Twin Cities. And on the web, 24 hours a day, moonmotorsports.com. Steve Mulholland from the Belly of the Beast in uh, Liberal Lakes writes, As the sun hovers above, poised to melt into August, and the dastardly heat dome extends its suffocating blanket over the upper Midwest, and as we move through to this time of year, which for millennia we have referred to as summer, I have grown aware of a recurring analogy which news organizations have employed to describe the hot seasonal weather. It seems to be happening with growing occurrences. CBS News, among others, have taken to quantifying the number of Americans who are affected by the heat. For the past week or so, I've heard the newsreaders claim the heat dome will affect 90 million Americans, or more than 200 million Americans will experience temperatures of 95 degrees tomorrow, and so on. Uh, We don't know I provided a photo below of a CBS News meteorologist with a graphic citing the number of Americans who will be affected by the high temps today, tomorrow, and Friday. A quick Google search of CBS News Heat Affects Americans produced a number of TV news stories which are led by a tally of the number of Americans affected by hot summer weather. It has occurred to me after attending the University of Garage Logic that this breathless approach to reporting weather news is aimed at creating more hype to add to the hysteria. To hear that 100 million Americans are suffering through the hot summers sounds more ominous than saying it's hot in Texas and even hotter in Phoenix today. And let's face it, the weather is always going to have an impact on millions of Americans every moment of every day. 
The weather is always right outside your door, and it stands to reason the more people flocking to Florida and Texas and Arizona, the more people will be affected by the 100-degree temps, which are present every year at this time. Keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Aches, Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Well, the governor of the state of Washington takes it a step further. Farther? Further. Further is in addition to. All right. Farther is distance. Okay. Washington Governor Jay Inslee said Sunday that this summer's record-setting heat is proof that climate change is worse than scientists expected. (laughs) June and July have seen scorching heat waves in the U.S., Europe, and elsewhere, with July 6th having been identified as the hottest day in the world's history. (laughs) How how was that done? Ian Plimmer would dispute that. Because he said so. (laughs) The fuse has been burning for decades, and now the climate change bomb has gone off. Inslee said. Right. He said, the earth is screaming at us. <laughs> That's a Tom Waits song, The Earth Died Screaming. Anyway. But, but, according yeah, to Inslee, yeah. we can solve this. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. We need to stop using fossil fuels, he said. We do have the ability to restrain fossil fuels. Well, you're, you're wrong, Inslee, but you're also a dummy. Inslee said that individual states can be the leaders on the U.S. response. When asked by host Martha Raddatz how to respond to those like former President Donald Trump who don't see a problem, Inslee called Trump a knucklehead and said the world can't wait for climate deniers to realize there is a crisis. Let them go off and play golf, Inslee said. Mm. All right. Again, that's always their defense. Mockery. Uh, yeah, I'm and insults. I haven't heard the world screaming, but I love to listen to the earth. And lately, all I've heard is crickets, birds. I hear an owl at night. I don't want to discredit what you just read entirely. Where, where did that take place? The screaming? The, Washington. The, <clears throat> Data. There's a hole in the sky <laughs> where the tree once was. That's what they Somebody's heard. making money. There's a hole. See, that's not a woman singing that. Somebody's that's the making earth. money. No more <laughs> That is some kind of Earth has got a bad voice. Earth's got the big <laughs> mouth going. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> GLers on Twitter might enjoy following Tony Heller. His handle is at Tony Climate. And uh, he, uh, he'll offer you some different ideas and facts on the climate. Kenny, I'm glad you turned me on to him because one of the things he likes to do is he'll say, Oh, another fraud just blocked me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. but who is he? Can we somebody do the homework on that? Who is he? I'm more than happy to follow him. Um, who am I following? He's got a website. I'm clicking it now called. Uh, I mean, if he's just called. another podco, pod, podcast host, what, you know, does he have any credentials? Realclimatescience.com. And we would have to delve into that website right. a little more. He's kind of cut from your cloth. You ready? He does remind me of Such quite a bit. Nine hours ago, Joe, the six hottest July 26th in the U.S. were 
lest the population grow to the point where we suffer from worldwide famine, the worst of which would clobber the human race by 1975. No, we're still here. And despite speculation that we would be eating Soylent Green by now, Americans are fatter than ever. The 1970s was the decade of disco, bell-bottoms, and ice age. In 1970, scientist James P. Lodge Jr. predicted air pollution would obliterate the sun and usher in a new ice age. You know who all these people are? They're all people irritated by the existence of other people. Yes. They just don't like people. I'm reading about Paul Ehrlich. Do you think he really believed what he was saying? Oh, he got elevated to the Johnny Carson circuit, and he wrote a book called The Population Bomb, and he right. he really grabbed people's attention. But, but everything's so absurd about what he's saying. Right. is How could he even believe the nonsense he was spewing? Failed Academy. Yeah. Lodge further warned, if the current rate of increase in electric power generation continues... The demands for cooling water will boil dry rivers and streams of the continental United States. Well, that's really problematic because right now we're trying to increase electric power. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. His timeline for our icy deaths, the first 30 years of the 21st century. Mr. Lodge's grim forecast has less than seven years to come true. The Ice Age Tommy Rot continued through the 70s, culminating in a ridiculous Horfrost, Horfrost Holocaust warning by none other than Star Trek's Leonard Nimoy. Okay. Uh, remember now, it was Newsweek that had the blue planet on the cover, and that wasn't frightening enough, so they went to the red cover. <laughs> we got to switch gears. Ice uh, did not swallow and freeze us for future humans to thaw out, uh, open our stomachs, and learn how we gorged on Big Macs and bourbon as we expected our icy tombs. The climate doom mongers needed another approach. The 1980s were all about acid rain apocalypse. Remember that? Acid rain was to fall from the heavens and burn nature to the ground. Coal-powered factories were going to be the cause of sulfur dioxide-laced rain that would kill our crops and melt our faces like Nazis in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Hollywood jumped on the bandwagon. An episode of Different Strokes showed a character whose hair turned green because of acid rain falling from the clouds. I don't remember that one. I don't either. After 10 years and a half billion dollars spent on ridiculous studies, it turned out only one species of tree was affected, and those trees were found only in high altitudes. With the Ice Age and Acid Rain tomfoolery snugly tucked away in the history books, the Doom crew needed another looming climate-related tragedy to give us the collywobbles. Global warming was born. Uh -huh. In, 1990, in 1988, the New York Times assured us the planet had spent the decade getting warmer. The weather trauma had been ongoing for eight years, and we didn't notice. The Times warned us ice caps would melt, polar bears would drown, and also die of sunburn, and the Earth would flood Noah style. That didn't stop uh, Obama from buying the oceanfront property, did right. it? The New York Times told us Manhattan's West Side Highway would belong to Davy Jones' locker by 2019. Well, it, it didn't happen. Did the New York Times tuck their tail and admit they were wrong? Nope. They recently repeated their claptrap and simply moved their water world timeline to 2050. Just the slide ruler. <clears throat> uh, I, you know, I can, I can, this is page after page of... 
these predictions that, of course, fail to uh, fail to develop. What have we learned? We could go. The, we could do this all day, but I, the author, need to go destroy my gas-driven car, change my evil climate-killing light bulbs, and slaughter millions of cows to save the planet from exploding in a cloud of bovine flatulence. <laughs> all of which have been determined to be rapture-tastic threats to the planet. You can check out 50 times the eco-panic patrol got it wrong, some of which I have included here. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hot. Yep. It's a, been a hell of a stretch in Phoenix. Yep. I haven't done the sense winds. I don't know if they've had a 23 just. Dis- day stretch before. Saw a guy cooking eggs on his dashboard. Hey now! I did that as a kid on the deck of a sailboat. I cracked an egg and it fried right there on a black stripe on the deck of a sailboat. Hmm. Did you eat it? Yeah, how'd it taste? I think I fed it to the fishes. Ah. Uh, Davy Jones locker. I think that throughout time, kids have cracked eggs on the sidewalk, and that's mostly. I tried that once. It's mostly news reporters. Most news reporters. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, you get the boiling water in the winter, or throw it at the air. It, what is? There's a couple of things that are clear about this summer. We'll never hear summer again. I'm being very serious. Uh, the calendar might say it's summer. But the news gatherers are going to call it climate change. Okay. And uh, Mulholland was right. It exacerbates the problem by listing the millions of Americans who will be affected. Affected. That's a fun word, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It it doesn't really define in what way. Instant death, a little uncomfortable, sweat through a shirt. See, when it's 85 in Minnesota and I'm sweating my, uh, my privates off, uh, my nephews from Texas, they're wearing long sleeves because they think this is nice weather. Uh, if John <laughs> was with us today, I would have asked him to go to his uh, wonderful newspaper site and just have us read what they were saying in 1955. Uh, the record today was 100 degrees in 1955. Back then, you would take note of a 100-degree day because that meant you were clamoring to get to a lake. Yeah, 100-degree days are definitely noteworthy. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially Minnesota. for us. In Especially Minnesota. For, yeah, Texas, nah, just if another day. not noteworthy in Minnesota. Nevada, Nevada, just another day. Well, I'll tell you what. I think I'm just going to take a little time out. You know what else is noteworthy? Getting yourself a good bank. How about our friends at North mm-hmm. American Banking Company? They've been at it since 1998, and when they first opened, they what made... Year? 1998. Oh, I thought you said 1898. No, that would have been a long time. That's really you. impressive, yeah. Uh, but when they did that, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customer where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since both 1898 and in 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. Joe, I made the switch, and you should too. Uh, They have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a 
Community Bank. And they are also locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. So do not delay. Check them out online right now, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. That's their website. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Rob? Tell us about Chanhassen again when we come back. Yes, sir. And then, Rook, I need Masonic. I can do that right now. <clears throat> Give me a sec. So I can you know those, uh, what is it the dermatologists use to blast you with? Is it nitrogen? Yeah, the cold stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had one of those. Can Why? you get one? Can, you, can a private citizen own one of those? You've got a mole or something you need yeah, to take yeah, care of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do your own. Why go to a pay that outrageous fee to a dermatologist? But you can get the um, liquid it, nitrogen. We used it at the Grandview to, to pick up bubble gum because it would freeze it. Yeah, I want to get. I want one. I, I want to put what, one right here. Hmm. Or there's a little thing right there. I want that gone. You self-diagnosed. I use a, yeah. Uh, just use a fingernail clipper and clip it off. I've done that. I just lost my uh, dermatologist. Mine was uh, Crutchfield. Uh, you had Crutchfield. You know what? My favorite thing to do at home, besides removing my own stitches, is when you slam your uh, you slam your thumb and all that pressure builds up under your thumbnail. Yeah. Heat up a paper clip. Oh yeah, and just stab it. Ah, Burn a hole through your thumbnail. Blood comes right out. Poof! It comes spraying out of there. That's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, she's a gusher. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh huh. That's something. We've got a yeah. We got a joke waiting. It's just sitting there waiting for us, don't we? You can use a drill (laughs) bit too to do it. Some do. Some do. I'll see. Hey, did you get the wife the pearls? For the anniversary? For the necklace? I got her the uh, the lilacs. Lilacs is, uh, or lilies. Lilies are the <laughs> He doesn't even know flowers. what he's saying, does he? He has lilies no idea. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know. That's a ZZ Top song. Pearl <laughs> necklace. Well, that would have been a nice gift. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, spendy. A little Could spendy. still happen. No. Pretty sure it's not going to. <laughs> Am I doing Masonic well, here? they're expensive. I know. Yes, it costs you. And you it does cost it. you. Yeah, you pay for it. Ready, Rook? Yeah. Okay. Well, you should pay for it. Pearls yeah. are rare. I know. Especially Rookie's case. I have an announcement when Matthew's done here. <laughs> okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Minnesota Masonic Charities in Garage Logic. As you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of Minnesota's leading service organizations. I'll tell you, just one another great example of what they do is the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders, and it's located in Duluth. They provide early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders and have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children since about 1900. Pretty nice run. Amazing. Amazing work by amazing people. If you want to learn more, I want you to go to MasonicChildrensClinic.org. That's MasonicChildrensClinic.org. And plus, if you want to get involved, they're holding a golf tournament on August 14th in Duluth. I'm going to give you a phone number here. It's probably on that website as well. 218 390 
0864. But better yet, go to MasonicChildrensClinic.org. Minnesota Masonic Charities, compassionate, committed, and extremely capable. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that Stacy, the GL geologist, and my manager and agent, Angie, will be front row center nice. at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater on August 14th. Really? Wow. Tickets uh, were available um, about 11.45 a.m. You mean celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic Monday, August 14th, Kenny? Is that yes, what you're I talking do. about? Yes, Love I do, Chris. Theater. At the Chanhassen Dinner Theater as we record a live podcast on the Dinner Theater stage. Tickets are just 40 bucks. They include dinner. And a live Garage Logic podcast recording. The podcast will include music from John and Dylan Height and perhaps Stephen C. And maybe some else. I can sing if you want me Dinner's to. Dinner's at 5.30 p.m. The show starts at 7.30. For more information and to purchase your tickets, just go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive at the show tickets page, just click on Get Tickets. It's just that easy. Stacy figured it out with no assistance necessary. That's why she's the official uh, I think it was, it was actually Angie that took care of it. Oh, oh okay. That's why Angie the figured it Angie out as with well. no assistance Do you necessary. know, I, t- I told you, I probably even told you, but we wouldn't have done a show on New Year's Day, did we? But maybe it was on January 2nd or sometime hmm. in the last, one of the last days of the year of 2022. I said, 2023 will be the year we'll know about UFOs. Ah, I do recall you saying that, yes. The government is busting its buttons to uh, talk about it. The hearing started today. And they're bringing on people uh, who have been former intelligence. uh, I'm just responding to someone. Oh. It's okay. It's it's okay. Uh, uh, Continue on with your... Former intelligence officers. Unidentified flying objects. Pilots. They're all going to be facing the Klieg lights. We're going to get to the bottom of this one way or another. Uh, I did hear something interesting today, though, that gives one pause. Pause. Oh, what? Tell. Uh, Where did I hear it? I don't know where I heard it. This segment paused. There are six billion cell phones in the world. What? Who counted just let's go with that. Okay. okay. Six billion. Six yeah. billion cell phones in the world and 6,000 satellites up in, the, up in the heavens. That are operating them? Yeah. So now it becomes Bigfoot. How Blur- come you've never seen anything? Blurry. Six billion cell phones with each of them with wonderfully refined camera, uh, camera abilities. Mm-hmm. 6,000 satellites. And the best we can do is a guy placing a 911 call in Vegas because he said there's a guy walking around on his roof, for which he has no picture. Yeah. Okay, you got to call him out there. You got to right. have, I need some proof. Six billion. It's, I want to believe. I want to believe. You did see the footage shot from the fighter pilot, the fighter jets, I did. over the Pacific. I did. Yeah. It was blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you suppose that the military, to some degree, the Air Force, the Navy, could be falling victim to skunk works projects from the likes of, oh, say, Lockheed Martin 
or somebody else. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Do you suppose? What's to their advantage to hold it back? Uh, we would be in a panic? We're hiding it to, from to, Soviets, for one. from China. Yeah. Well, we can trust them, can't we? No. But I'm saying if we see a UFO and there's a spaceship, why would we... There's uh no that's, reason to hide it from China. That's different than actually claiming or suggesting, as has been heard in today's hearings, that the United States is in possession of extraterrestrial vehicles and in possession of technology that was, I heard today, not made on Earth. Right. If the U.S. has these things... You can understand the urgency for secrecy. It combines class-winning and That's leading, um, you know, technology and stuff yeah. with uh, Wi-Fi powered by OnStar. Yeah. There it is. They don't want China. We don't want China and Russia to have what we have. If in fact we have anything, or maybe they have it and we don't. And yeah. what's our goal with this? Our goal is to probably reverse engineer it and see if humans are capable of what, which, whatever they came up with. Which has been said that we've already done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what these people have been seeing... Go ahead, Chris. No, Why are, I, a lot of the stuff that they've been seeing is, in fact, stuff that the U.S. has reverse engineered. I'm dying to hear what stupidity you're going to say, Chris. Come on. I, no, no, nothing. Give it to me. I'm just... I'm. I'm Enjoying the explanation from the two brain yeah, trusts sitting is good. across is good. the table from me. Yeah. Isn't it Stan and Ollie like <laughs> yeah, almost? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is. That's exactly what it's, it is. It's We're the fun. experts, yeah. It's fun. So let me ask you something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Explain it again, Kenny. <laughs> What's that? I used to be really smart but i remember better. how dumb i used no, to be yeah, i'm better now <laughs> yeah and yeah. don't think i won't <laughs> okay uh again i i can go either way on this i happen to think it's exciting and fun to think that sure why yeah that, it should uh, be but and and i i understand i guess for the first time i guess i really let it sink in why the government would be afraid to tell us about it well, it's not afraid to tell us. They're afraid to blow it for the, to the Soviets and the Chinese. But isn't it logical to think that the Soviets have been experiencing the same thing we have? Yeah, you I know? don't think the extraterrestrials, if there are them, uh, have limited their visits to the U.S. Right. That's pretty absurd to mm -hmm. think that. Yeah. But you got whistleblowers out there testifying. You got F-18 pilots. You got former intelligence officers. People are dying to, to talk about this. Right. What I've discovered, all these shows on TV, I don't believe any of it, and I believe all of it. Yeah. That's where I stand. <laughs> well, I, uh, I told you, I told you, it gives me pause. It gives me pause mm -hmm. to think, well, wait a minute. <laughs> We got six billion cell phones. Some cat does a backflip in Toledo, and yeah. it's on Instagram right. and seen by twenty million people in thirty seconds. Is yeah. that the uh, the brown cat? That, yeah. that is yeah. a good video, yeah. by the way. That's one of my favorites. Really I rest good. my case. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How does it do that? But, but but we've had all these sightings, but no one has it on yeah. their phone. I don't. I don't believe that. It's it's Bigfoot. <laughs> It's blurry. Well, what do you make of the sheriff in uh, in Minnesota? When was that? The 60s, early 70s? That was, yep. you know, abducted. Yep. 
I and I believe that happened to him, and I I don't. Why do you, Why do you believe him? I think you believe him for the same reason I do. But you you say. I don't think he was looking to become a, a celebrity. Exactly. He, he's an old rube who doesn't want to talk about it to this day. And has those, moved to Wisconsin. And that's why the Kensington Runestone is real. Well, I, my theory on the Ken, Kensington Runestone is real is because Scandinavians had absolutely no sense of humor. They couldn't have thought so, that. So if that was a joke... <laughs> That couldn't have happened because they didn't, you know, right. can you see the guy sitting at the dinner table saying, hey, kids, after dinner, why don't you come out? Look what I put under the tree out there. Hardy, har, har. So they didn't do stuff like that. I am scrolling. What time is this supposed to be taking place? What? You mentioned the UFO. All day long. It's a subcommittee yeah, it's, it's happening. The only person I want to hear from on this very, very subject yeah. is Hank Johnson. Oh, wouldn't he be great? Is that the island tipping over, guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the uh, only well, voice I that want. brings to mind my next comment. If if I know if there's one group of people that can get to the bottom of this and give us the honest truth, it's our government. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Does a little bus bring Hank to the Capitol every Probably. day? And then he Most has the likely. same short bus that brought the... Uh, <laughs> it's a helper that walks him in. <laughs> Who's the uh, he, guy? They roll in. He's licking the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get ice cream next? <laughs> what a governor we have. They're all wonderful. Yep. And and yep. the uh, the Our hearings are underway, and we're going to believe every word they tell us. Yep. Amen to that. You'll recall I mentioned Governor Walls uh, made a visit to Duluth and had the police ride along. Yes. Here's another person who says, don't use my name. Uh, I can't afford to have that be known. But just to add to the hilarity of Governor Walz's ride-along he did up here in Duluth, I have it on good authority that it was, that it was 100% a publicity stunt and photo op. Oh, shocking. Well, yeah. I know many of the officers personally, and they have told me that the entirety of Walz's so-called ride-along lasted no more than 30 minutes. He did a speech and tour of the Duluth Police Department, spoke with some people, and then rode in the passenger seat for a half hour where he and the officer did not respond to a single 911 call <laughs> on a quiet afternoon. Just for perspective, the Duluth Police Department is located approximately 10 to 15 minute drive away from downtown or Lincoln Park districts of the city where any or most of the crime and hardships are seen. This would mean that for the entirety of his ride along, he and the officer would have been driving to or from the area where anything would actually occur or would have been driving around in a nicer, upper-middle-class, blue-collar community where there is little to no crime or hardship occurring during a normal daytime shift. P.S. Although Duluth may not have the carjackers or gangbangers that there seems to be in the metro... The liberal politics of the city have led the once great, thriving, prosperous community to become overcome with a drug epidemic, which has led to unforeseen levels of homelessness, theft, violent crime, and a general criminal activity. I encourage you and the staff to take a look at some of the numbers, and I think you'll see that the city that most people see as a quiet, beautiful city has a dark underbelly that the mayor and city attempt to hide very well by sticking millions into bike paths and new breweries and especially <clears throat> low-income housing.
Yeah, we know all about that in the Twin Cities. I love the show. Keep up the good work. I'll be happy to be your mole of the Northland. Okay, a uh, person I can't name, you are now the mole of the Northland. Uh, Walls, uh, it comes as no surprise to any of us that Walls uh, did a publicity stunt ride along. Of course, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Well, all ride alongs are publicity stunts. You got a feel for the officer that had to drive him around. He should get Make some small kind of talk with that. Yeah, he, he deserves hardship pay. We yeah. we should send him a check. Poor bastard. <laughs> Only because they wait, couldn't. wait, what? Um, Fargo, blackout. I want to get to that tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to save it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to I that. I am, too. All right. Uh, only. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1820. Joe, today is July 26th. Colonel Henry Leavenworth performed a marriage ceremony for Lieutenant Green, one of the officers at Fort Snelling, and a woman named Miss Gooding. Leavenworth had legal authority to perform marriages, not as post commander, but as Indian agent for the lands east of the Mississippi. So he and the couple crossed the river for the ceremony. Oh, all right. That was big of them. On this day in 1892. 726. I, 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 did, I don't know how this could happen. Almost eight inches of rain fell in St. Paul in a 24-hour period, causing Lake Como to rise 14 inches. Climate change? Wow. Well, that was 1892. We didn't have it back then? There was no such thing as climate change in 1892. Got it. That couldn't happen. Eight inches of rain in 24 hours? That only happens now because man is destroying the earth, and the earth is screaming at us. So explain to me how eight inches of rain increases a lake by 14 inches. Well... It's like putting ice cubes in a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And then you take the it melts ice cubes out. Right. And there'd be... It raises up. But how come when the ice melts, then you have even more water? How's that work? It's the glass actually overflows. Yeah. No, it does not. The ice took up the space where the water would be. And then when the ice melts, it's replaced <laughs> by the water. And it doesn't overflow. Well, thank you, Stan. Are you Ollie? Remember Nailed how it. dumb I used to be? <laughs> Nailed it. On this day in 1895, July 26, Pierre Botineau, the Kit Carson of the Northwest, died. Botineau was the son of an Ojibwe woman and a French fur trader. He was born in the Red River Valley about 1817. Fluent in Ojibwe, French, Dakota, and English, he worked for Henry H. Sibley in the fur trade beginning in 1837. From 1850 to 1870, he led expeditions to Montana and British Columbia and was a guide for Isaac Stevenson's Transcontinental Railroad Survey of 1853. During an attack by Dakota forces at Fort Abercrombie Abercrombie in 1862, Botineau slipped through the lines and went to get help. After retiring in 1870, he spent the rest of his life at Red Lake. Hmm. And... On this day in 1896. On July 26th? A bicycle built for 13. <laughs> what? Requiring 12 people to pedal and one person to steer toured St. Paul. And thus became the pedal pub. That's it. Yep. And finally. Oh boy, there's one more. On this day in 1937. On July 26th. Governor Elmer Benson 
refused to give a business license to the Pinkerton Detective Agency, a notorious union-busting group. Oh. The, the Pinkertons didn't get their license from old Governor Benson. They were known for their thuggery. That's right. Thank you, GLers. If you could be so kind and hit the subscribe button, it's right there on the Garage Logic YouTube channel because on that channel, we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which includes Facebook, Twitter, X, and Instagram. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Hey, today we announced. Come join us at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater on Monday night. August 14th. That's going to be a fun show. I can't wait. That's going to be a... How do I get those tickets, Chris? You just go to garagelogic.com, Kenny, and you'll see the banner right there. Just click on Get Tickets. It's just that easy. First come, first serve. Don't say we didn't warn you. I could debate either side of the marijuana issue. Next time we talk about it, I want to be against and you be for, just for the fun of it. What are we, Preble and Murphy? Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I could easily do either side. That's what makes the job fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do agree with Joe's line, though, about there's too many idiots walking around in their pajamas. That's all we need is for them to be high <laughs> as shit. Maybe, oh, maybe that's what they want. That's why they passed it so fast. The dumber the populace, yep. the better. They want the zombies walking <clears throat> around. See, that could be part of the, part of the argument. I'm going to use that. All right, Suchi boy, I'm ready for you. Uh, well... The adult children who legalized marijuana in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, good job with the old pearl necklace nonsense, too, Such. Jesus, way to not have a clue. In Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Uh, did not take into account yep. the ramifications for law enforcement. The ramifications of for law enforcement. For law enforcement, mm -hmm. right? For. Okay. Uh, what else are we talking about? I got it all right here. You started out with Mulholland's email. Washington <clears throat> governor says yep. the climate is screaming at us. Okay. Uh...
great email response to Kamala Harris. Yep. Dissing, D-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yep. Dissing Florida education standards. Uh, that's enough. Yep. When do you go home uh, on a daily basis, dummy? You're talking to me? Yeah. Uh, it kind of depends. Like yesterday, I had to do the show with Mike, so I was here a little bit longer. Southbound 169 will be a single lane tomorrow from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. between County 21 and Canterbury Road. Oh, they're doing that. They're putting up a, uh, I don't know if it's a pedestrian bridge or something. Should be reopened by 3 p.m., though. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a complete cluster. No cameras along that. Uh, last camera is at, uh, well, I think it's at Canterbury Road, isn't it? Yeah, there's nothing between Canterbury, the track, and Highway 41. Very irritating. If you go by... That there's that McDonald's that's on that Canterbury exit. Yeah, I don't know what time they stop racing, but on a race night, there's minimum of seven thousand cars lined up at that drive-through, leaving, yeah. leaving the park. <clears throat> oh, that's right. I don't have Johnny, so I need to do. Where did you get your? Uh... Cannabis story from was that a Star Tribune story? Yeah, it's, yep, front page. Okay, Sinead O'Connor <clears throat> died. What? Fifty-six. Really? Yeah. Come 56? on. How? I don't know. I would. Uh, I oh, would, I, I don't want to suspect. Was, oh well, she, didn't she suffer from depression? Yeah, big time. She had one song I loved. And Prince, yeah, and Prince she, wrote it. She no, had. I can't think of it. No. Um, it wasn't the Prince one. She has had some, yeah, some tough years. Oh, my God. The Fed just raised the interest rate again. Uh, give me some volume here, Chris. Yes, sir. Let me see if I can find the one song she did that I thought was. Nothing Nothing compares to you? No, that's the Prince song. Oh. You guys will know it. Have you heard Chris Cornell cover that song? Yes. Holy crap, is it good. Um, I'll just go to their website. She ripped up a picture of the Pope on SNL in 92. Remember that? Yeah. Converted to Islam in 2018. Changed her name to Shuhada. Writing on social media, oh, oh, never mind. Is this it? This is it. That's also a cover. Is it? 
Wish John was here. Didn't the Bengals do that? Somebody in the council helped me out. It's called the Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, that's a cover. Not to be FYI, but did she do the original version of Nothing Compares to You? Because didn't Prince write it for her? When she did this song, she was absolutely a lovely, lovely person. Song by Sinead O'Connor. Yep. I think I'm completely wrong. Yep. The judge threw out Hunter's plea deal today. Good. Oh, seven writers of that song? She was a no-go zone Irish broad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she didn't write it, but yeah, she did perform it. That's all right. That's a good good song. I love this song. Yeah. Her son killed killed himself. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. About five years ago. God, she was good looking. Oh. You kidding me? She was bald. She was gorgeous. You mean before she started the... Well, before she was nuts. The spiral. Great, great. Dance worth it, Dan. Yeah, that's all right.
Hello guys, my name is Biscuit and welcome back to my channel. Or if huh? you're here for the very first Hi. time, welcome. What's your I'm name? a Twitch streamer Biscuit. and I do reactions daily here on YouTube what? for you guys. Yeah. And I'm very excited to now Slow down. a new name on our channel. I'm very nervous because I might butcher it, but that's nothing. Who are you? I guess. She's French, oh, okay. right? I'm going. Sinead yeah. O'Connor. Yeah. And the song is called Nothing Compares to You. Right. We will be reacting to the official video. Are you a Pakistani? And I'm reacting to this because recently. Oh, I the role. Did you hear a role? Yeah. Singing oh, this. That's good. And I love the song. So I want to see. Because people say that this is the original version. Right. And original? Right. Prince. Did Prince. This song as well. And that's I do want right. to check that out as well. And like this, I'm getting in introduced to O'Connor and I'm getting introduced to Prince. So, you know, a win win for the channel, a win win for me. Tell Who me. the hell you are you? And if you do, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm looking forward to uh, reading your Reavers. Bye, guys. Yeah. This is channel. And I know it's been done. Another one. Uh, what the hell is this? Why are you playing this? But wouldn't know. it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun to do one of those reactionary videos where Such hears and listens to a song for the first time? I know what video you're, you're thinking and, of. No, there. it could be anyone. And speaking of that, how can they get away with that? Because they're playing the original music. On their YouTube channel, you mean? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. That would be funny, though, where it's six seconds in he's like this i can see the scowl this on his face. piece of shit <laughs> turn that off or i'm coming over here and with him it would just be in the span of five minutes he'd listen to about 20 different songs everyone would be nope 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 and some of them would obviously be really really good songs but since he has no taste of in music none whatsoever why am i being talked about this way this oh is, he's still here I'm not, <laughs> I, I forgot not very he's, kind at all he's sitting right there is blink 182 the group that has the ufo guy uh tom delong yeah maybe i think it's blink 182 i'm worried that our friend Don, uh tom delong has a honest agenda but he's being duped and played by the government i think his intentions are good why am i not hearing this because i didn't want to keep listening to that yeah i'll turn that off this is why i killed okay live to see another day to understand the new yorkers the fact of man Maybe you're loving, maybe you're um, You don't know the Tom Waits song, The Earth Died Screaming, do you? No. One of the best. You know who I don't get? I don't get the popularity. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's huge. I know, I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah, he can just go sit on the couch, Ed. Pipe down. He's got one song I kind of yeah. Do, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything. But other than that, yeah, I kind of agree with you. 
We're too old, Suge. That's the problem. Why don't you find that uh, Whisker Biscuit song, Such? Yeah, did you ever find that one? I never did. Spent 20 minutes. If you're not sobbing by the end of this song, you have no soul. Whatsoever. At all. I don't think I'm going to sob. Got the bad shoes. Look like the Buster Brown. Okay, look up, Joe. Joe, look up Chris Stapleton singing that song. Chris Cornell's version. Well, Chris Cornell would be better than Chris Tableton. She's out of breath. Okay, turn it off quick. Turn it off, Joe. Here we go. I got it right here, Kenny. Stapleton. I found it. You have the Cornell version? Sounds Chris? like shit. Oh, you're such a dick. There's Chris Cornell. Yeah. This was done in the studio or live? Studio. Well, Chris, Chris did it live the day the announcement was right, made. Right. Cornell practiced. I just God, I loved his voice. What group was he? Soundgarden. It's been seven hours and fifteen days since you took your love away. Why did he kill himself? Depression. In Bloomington, right? No, Michigan. Who was the guy that did it in Bloomington? You're thinking of the guy from Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Um, that depression is some bad shit, man. Okay, now now give us Prince's version, because nothing beats Prince's version. You know what? I'm not sure I've ever even heard his version. Oh, my God. Find it, Chris. Yeah. Not better than Prince. I know. 
Um, do we want... Let's do this one. At Paisley. Watch this. At Paisley. Does it give you a year? 1999. I went to some of those parties at Paisley in the 80s. Lived two miles from there for 15 years and I never once went. It's been seven hours, 13 days. 13 days. Other than say 15. I don't know if this is good as the LP version. This one then? I want the LP version. That ain't it. This is the official video. It is? It's been seven hours and thirteen days. Thirteen days, alright. Since you took your love away. Didn't she dress up like an Arab and stuff at the end there? Sinead? I don't know. Wearing the hijab. Well, she, converted, and, she converted to Muslim. Well, here's a picture of her with the hijabs. and. The, Let me see if I can see uh, Stapleton. Doesn't uh, look good. Boy, a lot of people did this song. Miley Cyrus did this song. I would like to hear her version. I bet she's. I bet. I it's think good. Miley's got the nice voice. Miley can sing. Miley can rock. Yep, she can. But you got to admit, it it takes balls to take on a song like that. Yep. Well, there's all sorts of people doing this yep. song. Even Kelly Clarkson did it. Here's Miley. Wait, this is her song. Oh, I don't. Oh, she. She. Yeah, what do you call it? She. Uh, segues into it. But I just want. No, I don't want that either. So, 13 months ago, Sinead lost a 17-year-old son. Yeah. It's been seven hours and fifteen days. See, they've added two days here. Since you took your I spell Miley. M I L E Y. 